This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245. This is part one of a two-part series on SEO, how to get found on the internet with SEO expert and founder of Yo-Yo SEO, Dana Lukadoo. Welcome back to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. So happy you've joined us. I'm Shalini Karnani, Communications Manager here at SCORE. Every month, we're giving you podcasts on topics that affect small business. This month, the topic, how can I get found on the Internet? SEO, you've heard the term, search engine optimization. What exactly is it? Let's find out. We're speaking today with Dana Lukadu, who is the founder of Yo-Yo SEO. Welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you give us a little background about where you've been and what you've seen, what you've done in the world of SEO? Sure. I actually started in the Internet industry in 96. Prior to that, I was doing PC training. I used to teach web design at Cal State Monterey Bay and founded a a web development company, but have been focused on SEO primarily since 2003. And so I've seen a lot of changes in the industry since then. Yo-Yo SEO is a (laughs) consulting firm. And what does Yo-Yo SEO stand for? (laughs) That's great. Uh, it's a, the the yo and the yo has to do with shouting out because it's so important right now that people understand that word of mouth SEO, optimizing for social media, what people think about you is important as well as not just the SEO itself. So it's an integration and kind of a play on the term. We hear a lot of people talking about SEO and uh, being experts on SEO and here, if you buy my service, I can uh, make your website SEO friendly, et cetera, et cetera. What are some big mistakes that you see small businesses making in the world of search engine optimization? I think one of the key things is when you get an email from someone and they say, oh, I'm going to guarantee you top placement and pay this and pay that, or you're having content written from India don't fall for any of the schemes. There are no schemes that are going to get you around that. So the the core thing is if you really understand the basics of what SEO is and making that as part of the foundation of your marketing plan and your business, then you're going to be successful. So don't try to go for the shortcuts and for the, the guaranteed placements because nobody can guarantee anything because we can't guarantee what Google and Bing are going to do. Should every small business use SEO then? as part of their Internet marketing strategy? Well, first of all, I'm not aware of any industry that isn't represented on the Internet. The answer would be yes. And maybe it would be best to start with offering a little bit of a background about SEO and why they need to pay attention to it. One of the key things is understanding that it's an acronym that stands for search engine optimization, which is essentially a marketing tactic, but it's really a process of improving one's website and content so that it can be found in organic and natural search. And when I say that, it's best to understand it like in the basic way when people are searching via the web. So when you go to a website, and so we're going to use Google, for example, they're, mostly they're going to see organic search listings in the middle and paid listings on the side. 
the paid listings involve bidding for keywords, writing relevant ads, developing landing pages, and they often appear saying sponsored listings on the right. They may appear a little bit to the top. Then you have your organic results, and that's where you're targeting for SEO. So if the business owners understand that's where they're trying to be in the first place, and how to get there is those results are determined algorithmically, just meaning by a set of rules that the search engines look and they look in their database and they determine based off what someone has typed into, like a phrase or a query, what someone is searching for, they're going to go to their database and they're going to decide what pages deserve to rank. So they're going to look at various factors such as the quality of the website, the quality of the page's content, links that are pointing to it, user engagement. So if the businesses understand that you want to be found there and they also need to understand that, okay, well, am I going to go paid or am I going to look at SEO and look at organic? A hundred percent of people see the organic listings based off of eye tracking studies. About 50% of the people look at the paid ads. So if you only focus on the paid aspect, then you may be losing half of your traffic. Many people would think that if they pay for it, it's a given. They're going to come up first and they will be uh, top of the list. But that's not right. always the case. That's true. And that actually goes back to your original question where you said, uh, what are some of the mistakes? And people that get this, oh, we guarantee you top placement that top placement, that any guarantee can only be by paying. And even paying, it's not just what you pay the most. And that's over to the side. What shows in the middle where most people look, it's free. So essentially, it's free to be there, but it's not free to get there. It takes time and takes investment. And the bottom line is they have to create a quality site with high quality content, and that's going to help them rank. So if you can think of it this way, that those are free placements by your creating good content, the payoff is long term. You create really good content, you're there, and it's going to be, it's almost like being evergreen. If you're paying for placement on the right sponsored ads or those that sometimes show on the top, the minute you pull your money away, then your visibility is gone. So I would say that banking off from there into your question about why should small businesses use it or not, they essentially need to think about search strategy and your, we'll call it, say, SEO mm -hmm. as their business strategy. It's really whether they're aware of it or not because I mean, you and I know few people go to the yellow pages anymore. Right. I mean, I don't even know where if I have a book. You know what? I got one at my front door the other day, and I felt really awful because I just threw it in the trash. <laughs> I felt awful. I was like, what a waste of paper, but I'm never going to use yes. this. I'll never use yes. this. This leads me to another question then. If those small businesses are incorporating SEO, we've all heard of the importance of keywords and things that need to be done to make sure that SEO is done properly. What are some tips that you can offer small business owners on that? One of the key things is I mentioned about a website. So if you have a site that will say it's technically clean, that search engines can spider, and there's some technicalities, I'm not going to go into that. You can use a content management system. WordPress works really well. Right. It's just you're going to have a clean site, site with URLs, meaning page names, that make sense to 
to the the searcher and the search engine spider. So they're going to have terms in there separated by hyphens. They're not going to be question mark, session ID equals. It's going to be understandable to the human being. So those would be like clean page names. And then they're going to use, you mentioned keywords. And so think of keywords as phrases and queries, including those in what is called your page's title, which is essentially the most important element on the page. So if you and I, if we bookmark something and we go back to look at our bookmarks, how do we know what that bookmark is? Do you recognize some kind of text, right? Right, or I renamed it to something that I want. Okay, okay, now that's a good example. If they would have named it very clearly, that would be the title tag that shows up in that bookmark. Right. I hate so when that happens one. too, when, when there's like a subject that somehow shows up when I try and bookmark something and it's not a- actually indicative of what the yeah, site is, right. so yeah. I have to change it. I have to make it clear to me. So yeah, you're right. If, yeah. if the actual small business makes it clear, that, that's right. better. Well, I'm laughing because right when you said that, I thought, oh, what, when was the last time I changed a bookmark? And it was for a site and they said, Welcome. Right. Who's searching for welcome? Nobody. (laughs) So if your title tag or the and your it says welcome, that's not going to say anything about your business. So anyway, without getting, I don't want to get too technical here, but that's important. So you're putting those terms in key places on a page. So you're thinking about your page names, your menu navigation, and in your content. So they're phrases that people are looking for. And then one of the other things is you want to think about links. And maybe we could talk about links in a moment because I wanted to expand on one thing that I think is important, thinking about the scores audience. If I could just talk to the people who are local for a moment, that maybe they're pizza establishments or a, a compounding pharmacy or a lawyer, and it's very important that they have another set of things that they need to think about. What's that? And that would be their name, address, and phone number. It's called the NAP, N-A-P. So your how they list their name, address, and phone number needs to be consistent. Ah, okay. So think about your business card. And we have a, a lawyer, and he's listing his, how he lists his business on his business card may then be the way he goes to a chamber of commerce meeting, let's say. And then they put him on their chamber of commerce site, and maybe he's listed with Avenue AVE period, and abbreviated. But then on his website, he spells out the name of his street with Avenue spelled out. Okay. That needs to be consistent. He needs to do it the exact same way every place. Don't just think, oh, SEO is just this thing on the Internet. It needs to be your business card, your brochures, everywhere. Not that they're looking at those things because we don't have Big Brother. Right. The understanding that that consistency has a trickle-down effect because someone may then take your information, type it into their keyboard, into their directory for the local lawyer in this town, and that listing, so what the search engines are looking for is that consistency of information. So does that even come down to using dashes on your phone number as opposed to periods? 
Exactly. I'm wow. glad you asked that. This is another thing that you learn through studies and testing. That, And I'll have to say this because personally, I like dots. I'll do area code, dot, and the rest of the phone number separated with a dot. Right. And I like, I like the look because it's technical looking. However, if I were a local business and I were wanting people to call me and I'm thinking about my website, I would use the standard parentheses around the area code, space, three numbers, hyphen, and four numbers. That standard look, which is kind of how people, how it's entered into Outlook contacts, for right. instance, yeah. that get, that tends to lead the most conversions for people making calls. Wow. So just a little non-SEO freebie. You're listening to the Score Small Business Success Podcast. Again, every month we feature an expert in different small business areas that help you get the answers you need to the questions you have this month. How can I get found on the Internet, SEO, search engine optimization? Make sure you also log on www.score.org slash mentors and get your free SCORE mentor today. Maybe someone who can help you even ask the right questions for your small business. Maybe you just don't know where to start when it comes to SEO. We can help. Log on www.score.org. Today we're speaking with SEO expert and founder of Yo-Yo SEO, Dana Lukadu. Do you think it's enough for a small business to be on a site like Yelp or any of those other sites and forego having a website? I think the key thing in your question right there would have been enough. Is it baseline? Yes. Is it meaning that you do not have to have a site anymore to at least have some visibility? I see a massage therapist who is a medical massage therapist. She is, uh, she's not, this is not a spa. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's, she does medical massage therapy. She's certified and she doesn't have a website. I wrote a review about her on Yelp. That was maybe three months ago and she's already received three new clients because of that review on Yelp. That's effective. That's only one place someone's looking. Mm -hmm. So we also have other places. Google Places is another area where people are reviewing. So if you limit yourself to just Yelp, then you're not going to show up in other locations. Angie's List would be another. And the other thing is if you don't have a website, then you're missing out on a lot of opportunities. So let's just both, and and if our, our audience can visualize right now that they're looking for a local business and you see maps that come up in Google. So just picture and imagine we're actually seeing a map and those maps have pins on them. Right. And so those map results, which are have now have recently been changing, they are pulling information from your website. So they're showing your location. They may be showing pictures of your business. They're also pulling information from reviews and what others are saying. So if you don't have a site to offer that information, you're not going to get a click through. You may not get a pin on the map. So it's not enough. I want to say two words are really important in all of this. Forget SEO and search engine optimization. And what does that mean? Just think about discoverability and visibility. You want to be able to be visible and you want people to discover you. And the the fastest way of getting there is to build a website. And then from there is get a blog started. And that's like the number one way to communicate with your customers But those who are saying, okay, all right, I'm going to plan that, but 
I'm three to six months out, and if I'm just starting my business, what do I do? Then at least get your business listed or claim your business. There are business listing sites. And I would recommend they start with getlisted.org. It's getlisted.org. And they can go in and maybe they aren't a new business. Maybe they've been around a while as well. I would still recommend they use this because what they can do is they can check their listings on Google and Bing and other search engines. New businesses can start there. Businesses that are already there and and have a site, they can check their listings. They can all those who have already been around for a while and said, "Oh, I didn't know about that nap thing." Go in. Is my name, address, phone number consistent? Claim your listings. Update them. That would be a place to start. One thing that we want to discuss is link building. You mentioned that earlier. Uh, lots of links that can be on a website and that can add to SEO. Why is link building so important? That's a, a good question. You can have links on your site, which is one aspect of linking out to other businesses. So that actually helps to kind of build your authority in your neighborhood. But what most people think about when they think of link building is they're thinking about links coming into their site. So if you could just break it down into thinking about links as relationships, an example would be we're talking right now and uh, follow up, I may link to SCORE. Right. So I, I, I may not have linked to SCORE except for the relationship that we've built here. What you want to do is you want to get links from, content, from sites that are related to yours and by people who find your content to be resourceful. And if you think of links of understanding, well, why are they important, there are two things. The web itself, if you visualize a spider web, links are the web. They're between the nodes, and that's how search engines discover other pages. But they're also considered like votes so that trustworthy sites, they tend to link to other trustworthy sites, and that helps to push them up as far as their credibility. And spammy sites, those don't tend to receive very many links from trusted sources. And I do want to share one one caveat to really be careful for small businesses because we all get the emails, oh, build links or pay so much and get your links now and get ranked. Don't do it. Just stay away from paid links. Think about basics like local directories, chamber of commerce. There are a, a couple directories I would recommend like best of the web, Joe Ant, as in the insect and the man's name, so best of the web, Joe Ant, they can look those up. And if a company is thinking, well, oh, I fell for one of those emails. Right, and and scams. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what do I do? Then right now this is really important, and this happened as of last year. I don't know if uh, anyone has heard about a Google algorithm called Penguin. And whether they know what penguin, you can think about the little black and white creature or not, it simply was a set of rules that Google implemented that has hurt thousands of businesses because they got the, they went ahead and they bought or they got their site on sites with spammy links, like a directory that has all these listings that includes buy Viagra. Uh, so now, yeah. yeah, and you don't want to be there. Think no. About <laughs> that hurts your whole site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what you would do is you would contact that site and ask them to remove it. 
there is a chance that they won't remove it. And Google and Bing now have what are called a disavow tools. If someone has gone through this and they want to look up disavow tool with Google and Bing, they can now go in and they can upload a text file that lists the links that they don't want to have counted. Yeah, so, so that's there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, these spammy tactics used to work, and that's why so many people did them. And many small businesses fell into this because it worked. Google and Bing have been saying a long time ago, don't do this. But now it's like the algorithm and the rules for ranking sites has caught up with what they have been recommending, and a lot of sites got hurt that way. So that's a little bit on that. One more thing I want to say is we talked earlier about local businesses and links, and we mentioned the NAP. And one other thing is to think about the word citation. So you can have links, but in local, for local businesses, citations are important. And what citations are, they're a mention of your business name and your address, for example, but they may not have a link to you. And to show up, I mentioned those map results earlier. Google now counts citations when building out those maps. So it's not like you have to be in quotes or anything, just the citation of your business name alone. Right. Maybe it may be an example. Let's say I I mentioned Chamber of Commerce earlier, and I know sometimes the Chamber of Commerce don't link out, or there may be like a paid membership for it. Right. Just the mention of your business name and your address, that's considered a citation. So don't think, oh, my gosh, I'm out of luck. I didn't get a link from them. Well, that actually helps in validation. So it's things like mention your business name, the address of the business, the telephone number, and now that I'm thinking about this, there's what there is a tool that small businesses can use, and if they look up White Spark Local Citation Finder, and that's White W H I T E Spark S P A R K. That's one word, White Spark local citation finder they're going to find some information and that is a it could be a do-it-yourself seos use it but businesses can use it to help find opportunities to have citations for local seo that's another opportunity there that's fascinating especially for local small businesses advertising budgets and marketing budgets are probably Mm -hmm. the first things to go when they're cutting costs so this is a great way for people to take advantage of their local community that's fabulous Think of it as search research because there are keyword tools. You want to understand what people are searching for. So if you are a small business, and it would, it would be like uh, putting up a store without doing your market research of seeing where you're putting the store. You know, they say location, location, location. Yeah. So you would want to understand what searchers are looking for, and there are a couple tools. Google AdWords Keyword Tool. And they can look that up, Google AdWords Keyword Tool. And then there is a Bing Keyword Tool. The Google AdWords Keyword Tool gives actual data from paid searches, uh, search queries for the, the paid side, and Bing actually uses the actual search data, but from organic search. Either way, what's important here is to understand that small businesses now with lower budgets They may not be able to pay for surveys and market research. They could go to these keyword tools and say, okay, what do my people want? What are they searching for? And they're going to be able to look at different variations of keywords and then be able to create products for that or uh, update their site. 
and let's say you know it's a, a site that is has pizza and they're in San Francisco, then they're going to want to they're going to want to incorporate terms like San Francisco pizza in their content, so people know not to look for it in Tulsa. One of the key things is making sure whatever you do, it's relevant to your audience. So for free, you can find out what your audience wants by using search data. This has been part one of a two-part series on the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast, SEO, How to Get Found on the Internet, with SEO expert Dana Lukadu. This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at score.org or call 1-800-634-0245.